Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And it appears that uh, even if we had football uh, right now, the regular season, it would be much like every other sport in America suspended. Uh, yes. I mean, it's a safety issue, so I can understand it, but, um, you know, hopefully. Everything sorts itself out. More concerned about actual well-being of people than I am sports games. But let's, uh, it's not what you tune in this podcast to listen to. You hear enough about that outside. But just, uh, you know, it's getting crazy out there, folks. Just be just be vigilant. Be safe. Be smart. You know, so. And on that note of being smart, we're going to go to do something we did last episode with defensive players and go to offensive players. Right. And find the top offensive player contract in the upcoming free agency. The upcoming free agency. That was really well spoken. In upcoming free agency. And the most overrated contract of a free agency. Now, when when you ask me this, do you have in mind the overall body of the contract in general or just next year? I have the overall body of the contract. Overall contract. Okay. You can take any aspect you want, but the aspect I no, took was... I want to respond in the nature you asked the question, and yeah. I want to, I want to get that right. So I'm you know I have mine on yeah. offense, and well we did just offense, but for for both sides of the spectrum, the best and the most overrated. So who is yours? So my my top offensive player is going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Uh, there's no there's no doubt about it. He he holds a special place in my heart. I love, love the Teddy. guy. You gotta love Teddy. I love Teddy. Loved him since Louisville. Loved him in Minnesota. Bad, bad injury. And I think... It looked like that was a career ender. It did. And, I, and I've and i stated before, I thought it was a dumb move for him to go back to New Orleans. Uh, he proved us all wrong. He actually got an opportunity to play a little bit. And he's going to turn it into like a three-year 20, maybe a four-year 20 per. Yeah, Teddy's going to get paid. And I think the entire length of the contract is going to be is going to turn out to be fruitful for whatever team sure. takes a chance on him. He's still really young, so he is. He is. He's he's actually, uh, as we discussed before, he's younger than Taysom Hill, which stunned Seems me. Very strange, I, but yeah. But I think I think whatever team he goes to, it's going to he's going to fit the system. They're not going to expect a whole lot from him. So it's got to be a particular system that fits Teddy Bridgewater, which I know you absolutely love him for Indianapolis. I do. I think it fits perfectly. Fits a good glove there. Which it does. Which it does. And I, and I would say I would counter that point and say Tampa Bay would probably not fit his style. No. Because that's a throw the ball around 40, 50 times. I don't think that you want it from him. I think you want that kind of, and you want honestly, if they had, if they had the opening and they loved the guy, the perfect place would be Minnesota. I was going to suggest uh, Tennessee, but oh, that's a perfect place too. But I think the perfect, perfect landing spot because of the fact that they drafted him, they took a shot on him. He's now healthy, ready to go. They have a, a yet again. They have a stud running back, and they have two upper echelon receivers and a tight end that's uh, pretty decent. But unfortunately, they're spending thirty million dollars on a average quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah, average at best. So, who do you got? My best when you weigh in age and ability how they're going to perform throughout the contract, how much they're going to cost in, 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 in relation to their talent level, what they can bring to a team. My top free agent is Robbie Anderson. That's an interesting decision. Because I think he is criminally underused with the Jets. They used him as, even though he proved he could run routes, he proved he was quick, he could come off the ball quickly, could beat defenders, they strictly just lined him up the first two years of his career and said, hey, Robbie, run. Just run a straight line. We'll try to throw it to you. Right. And he had no quarterback who could do that, so he was underutilized. And then when they started using him last, uh, not last year, the year before, Darnold's rookie season, 
later in the year with Darnold, and they had him run routes and actually be a wide receiver, lo and behold, old Robbie Anderson can play ball. And he's still really young, and he's really fast. And he's going to be a really, really sneaky, affordable pick for somebody. Absolutely. Or, or, or a free agency pickup for someone. And you're going to get a really good receiver. You're going to get a Pro Bowl caliber receiver out of him. Which is why I like him in in Oakland. Uh, not Oakland. Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I like the move. I liked all the moves I made, obviously, because I made them. But it's interesting that he came out this week and stated that he would his dream would play to be playing with one Tom Brady. Uh, isn't aren't half the wide receivers that grew up in that time period? True, true. Uh, I just don't see that happening unless it would be in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Um, but that's that's a guy that if you invest the money, it's worth the investment because he's not strictly focused on speed. Right. He's got other other moves as well, so he can he can age well as a player. Yeah. Because he's not just a speed guy, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Well. So what about what about your your most overpriced contract? Your your worst contract offensively that will come out of this free agent period? It's going to be Derrick Henry. Yeah. It's just not going to age well. Like it's going to be. It's going to look good at the beginning. And when I say the beginning, I'm saying like the first year. And then it's just going to go downhill. Because look. He was used pretty, pretty. I don't want to say heavily, but pretty good in college at Alabama. Right. I mean, he didn't. He didn't get the Heisman for no reason, correct? I would think not. Pretty so, dumb to give it to someone who didn't do anything. And his first year and a half to two years, he did absolutely nothing. So then he, had, you know, he saved some. Some one save could some save. Juice. Yeah. He saved some tread on the tire. He loses any speed. He is not as dynamic as he once was. And I mean, and he's, he loses a quarter of a step. Not just a half. You lose a quarter of a step. He's not hitting that hole like you should. And once you start losing a step, you lose a little confidence. And you lose a little confidence. Yeah. You could be 220, 230, foot three all you want. It ain't going to do nothing. Look at Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis was a monster for the Broncos in 97 and 98 when they went back-to-back. Yep. And the following season, uh, Elway retired, wasn't the same team, when he wasn't the same running back. He, I remember this guy could just plow through. You'd have five or six guys stacked up on the line of scrimmage, and he would just plow through them, jump over them, run around them. Didn't matter what he could, he could do. He could do it all. And the very the very next season, guy couldn't run for a yard and a half. And we've all seen this before. Running backs drop off quickly. That's not my selection, but I could see him being good for more than one season. If they sign him to a three or four year, oh, it'll be at least a four year deal, four or five. I'd say probably four. But if, if it was more like a Christian McCaffrey or a Zeke Elliott, someone who has an extra level to their game, right? To where, okay, the end of his career uh, contract, you can utilize him in other aspects of your offense, like in the passing game. Derrick Henry. You know, I see him in the passing game, screen passes. Right. That's it. You don't. You don't see him running downfield. It's like what? What? What is that going to do for you if no. he if he drops a, a half a step or a full, even a full step at one point? And he's he can say all he wants. He's not exactly the softest hands. No, his hands are stone sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes he's really good. But and and I'll admit he had a a great season. He. Ran that Titans team as far as you can get them. But if you continue to focus your offense around him totally and don't develop more aspects of that offense, it's just not going to be worth it. And you know they're going to, which is the the, the scary part for Titans fans, is you know that's what they're doing. And if you don't, and like I've said with the Carolina Panthers, if you don't help him out and take some of those carries off at the beginning and the middle of the season – and save the, some, as a quote, save some of the bullets for the postseason. What you're going to have is he's just going to run out of gas, mm-hmm. which he, I don't want to say he did, but he may have run out of gas. But that's that's my pick. Who do you got? I think if you've heard me talk at all, oh, I know what this one's going to be over the past few months. 
and you want to talk about overrated, overhyped, overplayed, overpriced players and contracts, it's it's fairly obvious who I'm going to pick. Yes. And just really quick to finish up on Derrick Henry, I do agree with you. He will be uh, not great by the time his contract is up, but I do think he'll be better for more than one year. Maybe two, two and a half, just because he hasn't been, he wasn't beaten so badly in his first two seasons. All right. But my pick is one, Mr. Amari Cooper, of course. Oh, shocker. Uh, like I said, overpaid, overhyped, over everything. This guy doesn't show up in big games. He's a phantom when it matters most. He'll play great for two games and he'll disappear for a month and a half. And this isn't me just picking on him. Go back and look at his career stats. This guy is a no-show when his team needs him the most. Go back to Oakland. And Oakland, last year in Dallas. They needed to win that game against the Patriots. That was a very winnable game for them. He had zero catches for zero yards. And he could have had one catch late in that game that could have continued to drive for Dallas. And it was a very catchable ball, and he dropped it. Yep. And it's just, that's just a microcosm of who Amari Cooper is. He, he, he just I, he's an enigma. You cannot explain how a guy who has so many raw skills just cannot get the job done when it matters most. That's why I put him on the Jets. Yeah, is it just well, he's perfect fit sense. for them because he'll just choke it away and what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just not. Someone is gonna. He thinks he's a prime number one receiver. Some other team is gonna pay him like he's a prime number one receiver. And I think the ridiculous thing about him is you'll look at his stats at the end of the season and you'll be like, oh, wow, that's like a, that's a top 10, top 15 player. Why, why is anyone complaining about him? It's because he'll put up a stats in two or three games. Exactly. And he'll put up crazy ones, no doubt about it. And then mediocre to nothing the rest of the year. And that's the problem. And then what did Dallas need down the stretch this year? Just a little something extra. Just a little something any, any decent receiver could have done, and he couldn't do it. And I can attest to this. Because he did nothing for me in the championship game when I needed him most. So, and I don't, I don't have as much animosity as Chris does, and I should, rightfully so. I should because oh, it's not animosity; it's fact. It's numbers, man. Look at it. But it's true. It's I feel bad for whatever team gets him. That fan base is gonna. They're gonna they're gonna scoop up all those jerseys, you know that's gonna happen, and they're gonna look at the new shiny toy and like ooh, mm-hmm. Super Bowl bound. Yeah, the, no, the whistle has to blow eventually. And then three games into yeah. the season, no, he's gonna go out. He's gonna go out game one, and have the best game he's gonna have on the entire contract. He's gonna go out and get like ten or twelve for a buck fifty and three touchdowns, and everyone's gonna be going, oh that's the old Amari Cooper's gone, man. That was the that was the ghost of Amari Cooper. This guy's a stud now. He, all he needed was a different system, and then week two is gonna come around and reality's gonna set in. I can't spoiler, know. someone's gonna overpay for a guy who's overhyped, and I and I just feel I feel like it's gonna be. I don't want it to be a team that is on the rise. I don't, you know, I want it to be like the Jets. It, it, like, that's just the perfect scenario for me. He goes to the Jets. perpetual mediocrity. Yeah. yeah. And it just fits. It just fits. Like, a useless organization that is flawed top to bottom, has no guidance. They tried The very to tr- best in bias-free commentary here, folks. Well, they tried to trade their star safety that wants to be there. Yeah. Like, he wants to be there, and you tried to trade Well, they're him. a poorly run organization. So this this is why Amari Cooper is pitcher perfect. Then, for, there's, then there's Adam Gase. Oh, well, that and that just... And he's a gem, too, so... That's just a cherry on the, on yeah. the top of the cake. Yeah, he's, he's something. So I'm ready to move on. Got our last our, our pre free agency breakdown ends today. It's like saying goodbye to an old friend. It is. Yeah. It was. It was. You're gonna have a lot of free time after this because you spent I, a lot of time on this stuff, buddy. Man. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. Well, no, because my time that I spent on this is going to shift to watching videos of prospects. Yeah, but that's like that's gonna be more fun for you than doing this. It will be. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot more fun than trying to figure out. 
where the third string tackle from Oakland or something, excuse me, Las Vegas is going to be playing next year. We're trying to assess how the cap breaks down for a certain team when X, Y, and Z is getting you out of factor that in. And it's yeah. just like, they can't manage your own team, and you're trying to do it. And I'm trying to do it without a college degree, yeah, without exactly. a team of a, a slew of, well, of, of. I think most of these GMs are doing it without that too, for the looks of things. At least they're <laughs> not doing it with a calculator, at the very least. But I do use my calculator on my uh, laptop. I'm proud of that. It okay. Finally, it finally comes in use. And on that note, the Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> I'm Rough. sorry, the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Aaron Rodgers. Who's surprising? I looked at his contract. He is not. It's not that cost prohibitive for him on that team. Really? Now, at this point. Oh, that's good. He's. Uh, I think it was twenty-four. Oh, okay. That's pretty reasonable, especially for him. But it, I mean, I, I only looked at this year, so who knows what it looks like? I make a lot of Aaron Rodgers jokes, but obviously he's very talented. Yeah. But he is also a crybaby a lot of times too. So. That is a fact. Uh, they got about twenty-six in free space. Uh, not a ton. I didn't do a whole lot with them because I feel like you're almost there. You're almost there. You just need a couple of, couple extra pieces. They got Brian Balaga and uh, Jared Valdir, two tackles, uh, free agents, and Blake Martinez, their middle linebacker, starting middle linebacker's free agent. Honestly, I don't know about you. You look at Blake Martinez, does he impact the game or does he just tackle? He doesn't impact it the way like a Clay Matthews did in his prime there. He's good. Right. He's a very solid player. If he's a guy you could get for a respectable contract, by all means, bring him back. And they're, they're, they're like, but if they're touting him as like a, a market-setting linebacker, you got to let him walk. I don't want to say he's going to set the market, but they, they seem to be projecting him to be more than when I look at him. I just think he's not Luke Kinkley. He's not... No, not Ray Lewis, not he's Luke Kinkley. He's not even no. Miles Jack. He's, no. He's just, all he does is, ta- that's all he does. And he's great. Sean Lee. There you go. Sean Lee without the injuries. Yeah. Like, great. Very talented, a lot of tackles, can can stop the run really well, but not like if you, nothing special. If you took him and superimposed him into Dante Hightower for those Super Bowl games, do the Patriots win those games? I don't think so. No, because Dante Hightower does make plays. Maybe he's long in the tooth now. But in those occasions, he made plays. He, Blake Martinez, he just, he's not worth it. It's always funny to me when you say long in the tooth about a player who's younger than us. I know. I know what you mean as far as, like, football terms go. I get it. But it's just, it's still funny to me. Like, we got, like, six, seven years on this guy easy. And you're like, oh, he's getting a little up there. I'm like, what are we then? Damn. (laughs) Uh, So... And I already placed Brian Balaga on a team way long time ago. So I feel like their offensive setup, they can kind of bring back Jared Valdir as their starting uh, right tackle and pair him with uh, Bakhtiari as the other tackle and have a suitable offensive line because their offensive line wasn't bad last year. Here's three moves I want to do. I want to bring in Vance McDonald on a minimum contract. Okay. Not going to spend a lot of money on him. Just enough to say, because you have to replace Jimmy Graham, who you just cut. Right. Uh, I'm going to bring in Tyler Gabriel uh, from the Chicago Bears. Tyler or Taylor? Taylor. Taylor, okay. Wasn't sure if Tyler was his cousin or brother or what. I don't know why I said Tyler. It's okay. Um He's he's a speed guy, returner. I think if you can take that and utilize that asset of of his skill set, which then you can have your your wide receivers focus on being wide receivers. That makes Devontae Adams a lot more dangerous. It does. When you can have him do whatever, I think that that would help me kind of see him in a different light than I have in the past. Because if you could have Taylor Gabriel or Tyler, if his brother wants to play too, if you could have him running around and taking, you know, not because he's as talented by any means as Adams, but because he's so fast. Right. You could have him kind of distracting the defense, being like that nap, that little annoying, you know, just just, just bugging, bugging the defense. Up. And then you could have Adams do whatever. I think that could really help. He might actually, might actually be able to use MVS. Well, he's a free agent, so I don't think. Oh, he's a free. Okay, well, I never think mind. He's a free agent, so I don't think they'll be back. But they have other pieces um, that they use throughout the year. 
uh, at wide receiver, obviously because they cycle through a lot of players. I just think bringing in uh, Taylor Gabriel at the minimum resolves your return game because he's 29 years old, going into age 30. He is what he is right now. He's a speed guy. Does he run great routes? Probably not, but he can probably still take the top off the defense. At least he can return the punts, return kickoffs, so you can take that away from Tariq Cohen. You can take that away from Tariq Cohen. Now you can expand Tariq Cohen's game. And I want to sign Alec Ogletree to replace Blake Martinez at a reduced cost. And I think Alec Ogletree is below 30. So you're still getting someone who has considerable talent. And I think Alec Ogletree's got more abilities and more playmaking abilities than Blake Martinez. And I don't want to seem like I'm knocking Blake Martinez. It's just, he just tackles. That's all he does. Where I've seen some flashes from Alec Ogletree in playmaking abilities, if, if I'm wrong. Yeah, and I think I made some an unfair um, comparison to Sean Lee because there was a while when Sean Lee was in his prime, he could take over a game. So I, I don't think Blake Martinez has ever been that. But no, he's very good. You're right. He, he's very. It's not a knock on Blake Martinez, but he's going to want to get paid. Blake, he's a top linebacker at every level, and he's just not that dynamic. Right. If you base your defense around him, you're going to make a mistake. Right. Like whoever signs him, if you sign him to be your, if you if you sign him to be your quarterback or your defense, but you do have other players that are playmakers. And you just need someone to tackle? Great. The great signing. Yeah, just bring him in right. for but you gotta make sure you keep that dollar value at a reasonable level. Because you don't wanna earmark too much cap space for Blake Martinez because late in the game if you need a a, a forced fumble or a deflection or you need him to pass rush, he can't pass rush. Mm. No, that's what why why do you think they got both of the um both uh, Preston Brown and uh, I'm not Preston Brown. Smith, Preston Smith and Zadarian Smith yep. in the same offseason last year, and gave them good money to rush a passer because they have playmaking ability. Now, do they have a middle linebacker to replace them? No, that's why I go get Alec Ogletree, and then they'll go through the draft. They'll get a receiver. They'll get a couple other players, and they'll end up with just under four million dollars in cap space. It, it's not a bad way to end up. No, and for a it, team that's definitely going to compete. In this is the the logic I've gone through these last three teams is that they, you don't need a whole lot, so just get yourself a couple pieces. And getting Vance McDonald and Taylor Gabriel in offense are two nice pieces. You'll get a nice rece- you should get a nice receiver in the draft, and now you've expanded your offense and you've given Aaron Rodgers more assets, especially if you want to appease him for the last few years of his career. And it still opens up holes for um, running back. Can't think of him. Which one? The starting one. Aaron oh, Jones. Aaron Jones. It'll open up Harold's of Aaron Jones, even though Vance McDonald's not known as a world beater or blocker. Still, you have all these assets. And besides, they ran the ball out of shotgun most of the time anyway. So what is yeah. it? Yeah. Are you all set with Green Bay? Yeah, I'm all done with Green Bay. All right, we'll move on to the team that beat them like they owned them in the playoffs. The 49ers. 49ers. Interesting team. Not in a great spot necessarily concerning what they have coming up. No, they are not. And if you listen to the other episodes, their top three free agents, Emmanuel Sanders, Jimmy Ward, and Eric Armstead, I have already placed on three different teams. So with the $17 million in cap space that they have, I did a little bit, um, and they only have they have one pick in the first round, and then they don't pick again until the fifth. Do I see Why that? Is that? Uh, trades, wow. trades, trades, trades. They they went all in this season, and didn't really pay off. You can debate if Manny Sanders paid off. I mean, he got you. He, he paid off to a degree, but when you needed him most, he wasn't there. Well, when you needed him most, your, your quarterback couldn't find him. Right. So, I mean, that's the debate. That's the ever-evolving ever debate is, is was Manny Sanders and, and Kittle pinned down by the Chiefs' defense or did 
Jimmy G not just able to get on the I don't ball. think anyone gets pinned down by the Chiefs defense. Not to that level. I oh, think it was Jimmy G choking. Trust me, I trashed that defense enough all last year, so I believe it was just Jimmy, for some reason, couldn't do it. Why, I don't know. Play was too bright. So, we know the logic of the 49ers last year, right? It was rotate the defensive line. Right. Eric Armstead leaves. That's a big piece. You don't know what you're going to do. How are you going to rotate that defensive line if you lose a big piece like that? Bring somebody else in and hope they can fill a role. So I brought in two players. Uh, Zingy Ansa and Adrian Claiborne. Both on one-year deals, minimum contracts. Adrian can be more of a... A little bit more... He's a little bit more bulk to him, so he can kind of help a little bit with the run stop. Although, as we know, being Patriot fans... We've seen Adrian Claiborne at the defensive end position, and it wasn't spectacular. Not, yeah, nothing to write home about. Um, Ziggy Ansa, I know he didn't. He barely played last year in Seattle, so you got to figure he's going to have. He's going to be healthy somewhat. Right. He's thirty-one years old. I don't want to say this is going to be last contract, but maybe he signs a short deal with San Francisco, bumps up his profile, prove it deal, and go gets yeah. another contract. And now you have two guys. Uh, that can rotate with Bosa and all the rest of the guys on the defense line. I apologize for not knowing all their names, but it's been a while since we talked about the 49ers. The logic's there. I mean, it makes sense. You get yeah. two guys of different different skill sets who can go in there and alternate out depending on the situation. So. And as, lo- as long as you have the defensive tackle still in place. Right. And, and, and Adrian can be a little bit of a defensive tackle with the bulk body. But as long as you've got the other guys in place, you can rotate those bodies in and out. And this essentially gives you two players for one for Eric Armstead. And if you're rotating bodies anyway, it seems to me a little more fiscally responsible to give two guys small deals to try to prove it than try to work a way to re-sign Eric Armstead, especially when you're going to have to re-sign other players down the road. I'm also going to take a gamble on two other players. And this, I saw that. This These is, are both gambles. I'll tell you what. This offseason is a gamble season for the 49ers. I'm signing Josh Gordon to a minimum contract, and I'm shine, signing Jordan Reed. I think you'd have better luck with Jeff Gordon and Ed Reed playing next season than Josh Gordon. That's fair. That's fair. Ed but Reed. Not, not a talent thing. Just a man. We don't know what Josh Gordon's situation will be. But you're not relying on him. You're, you're, That's you're, true. Okay. Your guys are um, Debo Samuel, yeah, um, Pettis, Born, and Pettis, and Kittle. Those are your guys. He's just a nice addition if it ends up working. He's out. He's a nice yeah. piece. Okay, that makes sense. And same with Jordan Reed. He's a nice piece. Now I'm gambling on two pieces, and you're not relying on on Jordan Reed to be the number one guy. That's Kittle. Man, can you imagine if Jordan Reed actually ends up panning out there? And a guy can stay healthy and be a fraction of what he used to be. A two tight end set with him and George Kittle? Right. Wow. And think of it this way. You're going to use Juszczyk as your potentially second blocking tight end. Or you you have one. I don't know their tight ends that well. But if you can acquire one or develop one as more of a blocking tight end and you utilize Juszczyk as your other blocking tight end, well, now you can relieve Jordan Reed from having to be a blocking tight end. And he can sort of just be, well, he's out there. Maybe they look like they're going to run. But realistically, he's going on a route. Kittle's going on a route. Now you're spreading your talent. Mm-hmm. It opens up possibilities. And if you don't get Kittle open, we know the talent of Jordan Reed. It's not a talent issue. It's can he stay healthy? And this could be his last shot, to be honest with you. If he gets another concussion, man, I don't know how the league can clear him again. And they're sitting pretty with under four, $5 million left. That opens up a possibility midway through the season. If you get, if you need to acquire another receiver because this one didn't work out, that leaves, leaves open that door. It dawned on me when you were talking about Josh Gordon mm-hmm. or Reed. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to matter who you were talking about uh, when I said it could, you said it could be their last chance. It could be a, different situations could very well be both. I mean, realistically. Injury and then, you know, Josh Gordon's issues, whatever they are. Yeah. I mean, Both really, those guys, and maybe their last are off, they can't get their crap together. If you look at all four players, you can feasibly say the same thing. Because as far as Adrian Claiborne, it could be his, he, 
He could retire. Yes. And Ziggy Ansah, I mean, he had a nice flash in Detroit for a while. He didn't do anything anything in Seattle. So it could be the last straw for all of them. But I think if I'm all four of those players, I look at San Francisco and be like, this could be an opportunity to resurrect and get get one last decent deal for myself before I'm done. And for Josh Gordon, it could be his only chance to get some decent money because yeah. he still hasn't gotten paid. Doesn't look like he will either from the looks of things. And well, this is under the auspices that Jimmy G is the quarterback because I, I believe it's Jimmy G. Yeah, I think he will be too. And Josh Gordon is actually cleared to play or allowed to play. Right. You don't never know what they're going to say as far as that goes. So, anything else for San Fran? We got to move on to our. Let's move on to the Super final Bowl team, Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs. Another team that's uh, pinned down a little bit. Be kind of hard finding that Mahomes money with uh, this kind of free agent uh, capital. Yeah, I had to do some um, salary cap. That's what it's called. They couldn't think of the word. So I had to do a little work here. Um, they have uh, Cam Irving, who actually, I guess, was a backup right tackle last season, not the starter. So even though he's a free agent, and I know he was a, I think he was a first-round pick, he turned into a bust, so I just let him go. Brashard Breeland, Chris Jones, Emmanuel Ogba, Reggie Ragland, who I already placed on another team, Demarcus Robinson, who I already placed on another team. So with 19.2 in cap space, uh, I need to oh, – I forgot to put it on your paper. I apologize. There's two moves I'm making before the Chris Jones signing. I'm cutting Sammy Watkins. I would do. And that'll free up 14. Yep. And then I'm cutting uh, – declining the option for outside linebacker Damian Wilson. Okay. Um, and that's $3 million. Uh, You say who? Right. I looked at his stats – his games played, his game started, he just nothing. It's right. not worth the money to keep him. So that gives me enough money to sign Chris Jones to a long term contract. Nineteen per for five years. I know that's crazy. But we saw How about the, Derek Henry being crazy. Jesus man. But we saw the impact in the championship game. Is is this wasn't my Desmond project. Howard had a good Super Bowl too. This wasn't my projection. This is what Oh, I know. The website's projecting. Know, but still, wow. I'd tell you if it was my projection, like Emmanuel Abba, I'm projecting him like a two two and three per season. I think that's a fair deal for a guy who was kind of in and out of the lineup this past season and didn't really get give you a lot of stats. I'm also bringing in uh, Prince of Makamura at cornerback on a one-year deal to kind of replace Brashard Breeland. We know the, we know the Chiefs – Defense, it's not great. So, we know what they're about. They're about offense. They they want to run at the score. So let me bring in a guy who has maybe some talent left over, can make some plays. I mean, what did they do at safety last year? They went out and got the Honey Badger. He's been no, bounced around he's not a few the honey times. Badger. Huh? He's not the Honey Badger. We uh, we know who the Honey Badger is. Yeah, he, he's, he's second. I understand that, but. You bring in a, you you can gamble on a player that can make some plays, even though Amukamura didn't do well. I think it was Chicago last year, right? Yeah, and I feel like he's been around forever. I know he hasn't been, but it seems like a name that's been floating around for ten to twelve years. I don't know why. I'm also going to do another move, and this is another move to surprisingly for going down one spot will save them a, a little bit of cash. Is I'm going to trade the 32nd pick down to to Cincinnati. If you remember, I I had Cincinnati trading with the uh, Chiefs to acquire another first round pick mm-hmm. uh, to get more offensive line help, and I'm going to trade him and get the 33rd pick, which will save him a little money. I get it. He won't under the current CBA. You wouldn't be able to get give this guy a, a fifth year option, but under the new CBA, if it passes. It's performance based on the fifth year option, so that opens the door for that. Right, and you acquire potentially a, a twenty twenty one second round pick. So you essentially move up one spot and you get two second round picks. Essentially, yeah, it's, it's not a bad deal. It's for a team that needs 
to save some money. And it gives you another pick next year where you're going to need, you're going to probably have to make some decisions as roster because you're going to hand a very large contract to Patrick Mahomes. A contract that may end up resulting in you having to cut a lot of good players. It wouldn't surprise me if they can't even give Chris Jones his long-term contract in anticipation for what Mahomes will get. That, that is possibly on the table. I'm not going to doubt that. But you look at Travis Kelsey got his money. You got Tyreek Hill got his money. Tyreek Hill cost himself money. He got some money. He got some money. And, and Damian, Damian Williams is under last year of his deal. He's going to want some money next offseason because that'll be it for him. So... They do have. We've been down this road with with the uh, Cincinnati, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I have so many teams rolling around. Cleveland, right. Cincinnati Chiefs. <laughs> Amazing, right? They have so much on their plate with Mahomes that they they literally need to think this season, next yeah. season ahead. That's why. Why that's case in point. Why I have Demarcus Robinson going somewhere else. He's going to want some money. He's not going to get it from Kansas City. No. I don't care if it's... We'll be able to. I, I don't care if it's less than I predicted. It's still not It's still not going to be enough because they're going to need... If they want Chris Jones, then they're going to need to pay him decent money. Right. Pretty decent money. And then you have to head, look ahead. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to want a mega deal. And you're just not going to have the dollars to spread to everybody. I'll tell you what, man. Uh... Dak said he wanted $40 million a year. Dak's not worth it, and Dak won't get that. Patrick Mahomes might. He might. He might end up with an annual salary of $40 million a year. He might, and you need to keep that offensive line somewhat decent, especially, I think it was, he's a, he's a righty, right? Yes. Yeah, so you need to you need to keep the left tackle upper echelon. So now now because you need to pay your quarterback so much, you now need to make sure you have that left tackle. Oh, and you need to make sure your center is on the same page with him. So now you got to pay your center. Patrick Mahomes is a righty, but some of the things I've seen that kid do, it wouldn't surprise if he could throw not only with his left hand, but his left foot. That's possible. But I'm just saying, like, you you start at one position, but it affects other positions if you decide you want to cut corners. Yes. So now you have to cut corners in other places. Yeah, we said that before when it came to Mahomes. He's going to have to really think if he wants all his money or if – he wants to realize he can get it in other places through endorsements and uh, any other way he can get it, uh, bonuses, or if he just wants to say, nope, I want it all. Uh, we already got our championship. I'm just going to take my contract. Because right, at some point, Kelsey is not going to be affordable. No. And Damian Williams is not going to be affordable. So you're going to have to replace him. We're, on the offensive line, what are the what is the first position that, that gets sacrificed the most? Uh, I don't know. Guards. Okay. They're they're underpaid because they're not thought of greatly because usually you can get around that. You can circle that with talented tackles and a a highly intelligent center. So they'll start cutting corners at guards. And if they get the wrong guard and he leaks too much, we saw it happen this year. And it and we saw it happen in two thousand eight. A guard leaked a strong safety came through and took down Tom Brady. I still said that was a dirty hit. It was a dirty hit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that, Chris. It was a dirty hit. But that's my point on the uh the Chiefs. They're gonna lose to Marcus Robinson. He was a part of the offense, not a not a huge part of the offense. I think they had to drop Sammy Watkins anyway, so I don't think that's any oh, that that's is not 100%. a big loss. That is He's not worth what they're paying him. And and they have Tyreek Hill. They have Nicole Hardman. Thank you. They still have Travis Kelsey. Uh, they're going to lose Blake Bell to uh, free agenting because they're just not going to pay him. So they're going to have to bring in other guys. And, and, you know, they have – and that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm trading that first-round pick because – That makes sense. You, you need to get assets the following right. season. So you're going you're to have two second-round picks this year. You'll have two second-round picks next year. Plus your first round pick next year, and this is the mark of a good uh, a team that can be good and sustain itself for a long time. You're going to have turnover with success. And well, think, what did we see? What did you see today? Dion, Dion, um, 
Deion Lewis got caught by the Titans. Yeah. Deion Lewis, who was so mad at the Patriots, the team that gave him a chance, by the way, right. when nobody else would. After a catastrophic injury. Yeah, won a Super Bowl with him. Goes off and, and starts talking all kinds of crap about how they don't pay their talent, they don't this, they don't that. And like, like so many others, he gets out of the system and he realizes, oh man, I was not as good as I thought I was. And played two years in, in uh, Tennessee, did next to nothing, and got cut. And now what is he going to do? He's gonna <clears> I don't take, know. I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe he can go play take... for, for Kansas City for cheap. I don't know. But my, my point is, so many players get... You know, there's going to be turnover no matter what. Right. And the good teams can say, oh, man, well, we're going to lose this player. All right, well, we're going to go try to find the best the best comp to that player we can get. And we're going to try to find someone to take his spot next man up, that mentality, which is why teams like New England, Pittsburgh, uh, really didn't last so many years, just those two, uh, have been competitive for as long as they have been. Right. Because they can do that. And we'll see if Mahomes, with Mahomes' massive contract, if the Chiefs can do that, because Andy Reid won a championship very late in his career. He's not going to be around for the whole for the entirety of Patrick Mahomes' career. At some point, things are going to change. Right? Can that person come in and not only do take over but maintain? Well, the illogical choice would be Eric Bieniemy would take over, but you know Eric Bieniemy was looking at going to uh, University of Colorado. Right. He pulled out of that. And he was considered for many jobs this offseason. We know there's going to be jobs coming up next. We know. It happens every year. We should be one in New York because Adam Gay should have been fired yesterday. That's a fact. Eric Bieniemy is going to, another, going to get a job next year. So now your replacement goes. It's just like with Josh McDaniels. Right. You just don't know when he's going to go. And Andy Reid could coach five. I mean, I don't know how old he is, actually. Ten more years. I don't know. He Mahomes, if healthy, is going to play longer than that, you would think, unless, you know, something happens. He decides, like, like an Andrew Luck to hang it up early. Um, so you're going to be in the prime or the back end of your prime and have a new coach coming in. It's just it's so much harder to maintain after you win and have success because some people know you can get to that level. And if he has that massive contract, I don't know if they're going to be able to bring in the players necessary to make that happen. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they disfranchised Chris Jones, kept him on the franchise, and either tried to trade him, because they're not going to be able to afford him, and then Mahomes next year. It's not going to happen. You franchise him, man, and, and keep him on the franchise, he's, he ain't going to sign it. Like, if you if you give him the franchise, he's going to expect a contract. Like, that's no doubt. And if you don't give it to him, then... You won't get him to sign it, and then if you try to trade him, the, the other team has to... Has to try to earnest to sign him to an extension because I have no doubt, even though it's guaranteed money, it's just not appealing for players to play under the franchise tag. No, it's just not. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I'll, t- I'll take over for them if they want. I'll go play for a guaranteed fifteen million and not complain. <laughs> so, our final thoughts on potentially. I swear, Chris, if they push this date back. I'm going to have... Well, if they push this date back, it's fine, because we're going to be launching Ben and Chris Talk Sports. We can talk about all the other sports going on. And ha- oh, Don't wait a minute. No, Yeah, perfect can't. timing, because everything just suspended. There'll still be plenty to talk about, though, as far as... There's still stuff going on. There'll it, be different things to discuss. Like I pointed out, it's just one thing. Yeah. It's really just one thing. I just want to know where Tom's going to go. We, we don't want the new league year pushed back any... Number one, there's no need for it uh, because you don't actually have fans, players, and teams show up for the new league year. That's just the date they can actually sign free agency or sign free agency, sign free agents. You can do that over video conference, over the telephone. You could literally do everything. Yeah, over. you don't you don't need to be in person for that. So there's no risk of spreading around whatever's going around. So spreading the new league year back really doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean, maybe unless it's all these people want to be, you know. Well, you could fax. Home with their families or whatever. But, they, yeah, I mean, there's fax machines. There's all this technology. There's, it, I really don't get why they're even thinking about this. But, again, like you just said, my big thing, I literally cannot hear any more about Tom Brady. I just want it to end. Like, let the new league year start. Let Tom sign wherever he's going to sign. And then you can suspend it if you want to for health reasons. That's just, cool. Just, I just I can't take another week, two weeks, month of 
Tom Brady had tacos last night. What does this mean for his signing? It's asinine. Oh, I just got bombarded today. It's ridiculous. Everything the guy does. I just got bombarded with today with this this cataclysmic thought that somehow, brace yourself, Tom Brady's going to go to Minnesota, Jimmy G's going to go to New England, and Kirk Cousins is going to go to to uh, San Francisco because Mike Shanahan, when he coached Kirk Cousins in Washington, absolutely loves him and wants to bring him to San Francisco and would have signed him the offseason Kirk Cousins. Has signed. he actually watched him play the yes. last couple of years because that might affect that? I don't know what it is. He obviously seen him, but... I mean, it makes sense on the surface, but then look at the dollars, and it's like, Kurt's got one year left, and we know Jimmy D's deal, it can be voided at a certain date each year, and Tom's a free agent, so is Tom going to want to sign a one-year deal, or is Tom going to sign this contract and then get traded? It's like, it's so convoluted. Dude, I can't even talk to anybody named Tom. It just hurts. I'm so tired of hearing about, it's nothing, nothing against Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. I'm a Patriots fan. But I'm so tired of just Tom Brady this and Tom Brady that. If I meet somebody named Tom, like I just don't want to talk to him anymore. Right. And and then of course you got the rumor that Tampa Bay's literally going to go all in. Like they're going to push. Well, they're going to have to. It's going to be like a what? A two, two and seventy. Got to be at least thirty-five a year. Two, if two and eighty. Have any hope? Offense? Thirty-five a year and a lot of offensive control. I mean, pretty much all offensive control. Yeah, he's got to be able to call his own shots. But so, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. So how do you? So here's my question to you, because I couldn't place the guy. Like I, we went through all 32 teams. I couldn't find a home for Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Can you can you help me out? Forget the money, okay? Forget the. I think the DC defenders in the XFL are going to be looking for a running back next well, year. They, I mean, suspe- they could they could sign him. They suspended their league. Too. Well, yeah, next year though. Oh, okay. Well, that's. When this all blows over in two months and we forget about it, it'll be, you know. I just need help finding him a home. Forget the money. Forget the cap restrictions. Just give me a place where it makes sense. Man, I don't know. You kind of sprung this on me. Now I got to I gotta think on the fly here. Ah, uh, man. Let's look at divisions. The NFC East. Nobody needs him. He's not going to go to the Redskins. Not going to go to Philly? Uh, I don't know. Well... Honestly, man, I think that'd be a good fit for him. But they have Miles Sanders. That's they're true. not. They're not. They're see, not going to pay. See, there you go. Miles Sanders is going to be the focal point of the running game. At least he should be. And then they'll sign another, probably bigger back, to to kind of take some of the load off him to be, you know, compliment him. It's not going to be a Melvin Gordon. They need to take that money and put it in a receiver, not another running back. Atlanta would make sense, but they don't have Can't afford the him. money. Can't afford him. I don't think he fits into that game plan well, honestly. I mean, he may because he's actually like a, a less injured he, he version is, of uh, who's the guy uh, Devonta Freeman. Yeah, and he's more uh, receiving capable. Because even before Austin Eckler got there, he was he was a multi-purpose running back. I mean, Denver makes sense because Denver Denver has forty six running backs already. And they breed running backs, but they don't they're not paying any of their running backs, and none of their running backs are I honestly I know certain people love Phil Flimsy. I don't think he's very good. I do. He's he's average at best, and he you need a he you really need a number one to pair with his being being a number two. I just don't I just don't know where else he would Man, go. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I got one for you. Shoot. Houston. If they can make the cap work. If they can make the cap work. They I, don't have anybody else and they need to make a splash there. I purposely avoided Hyde because I just, I wouldn't pay a 28, 29-year-old running back. Miami? You could have him in Miami? If they get their new new quarterback, they get their shiny new running back. Running, I think they're going to get a running back in the draft is, is why. Well, they, they may, but they don't know what they're going to get out of that. And they may end up getting him too. Well, I know, they have the cap room. If I know who they're going to get, I mean... Looking at the projections, I, they're going to get the. They have a their second pick is slotted to get the best running back in the in the draft. Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. That'd be a fit because they don't have a steady running back down there. Well, they're get, losing one of them to free agency. Warm weather, 
They have the cap room. That's an interesting move. That's the only teams I can really think of. I don't think anyone else needs him. Well, now that the... That's an interesting... You know what? I think you found... Cause, well, because I... I never went back to the Bucks after... Yeah. I think the, Tampa Bay uh, would work Panthers, very well. After the Panthers um, announced that they were keeping uh, Cam Newton. So that's... It all depends on how much money they want to pay Tom. Well, we're assuming they get them anyways. Well, they want... Or, or how much they're going to pay Jameis. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, too much. I mean, the money makes sense, and if they don't do all the moves I did, heck, they could do all the moves I did, and they still have nineteen in space. Yeah, and, that, and Gordon's, he's, he's Gordon's going to get 15? maybe seven to nine, maybe a year. Seven to nine? Yeah. You think so? He's not getting ten million a year. Leaving on barrel, but barely got that. I don't know, man. I think he's going to get more than that. I mean, it. it I just, I just, I just don't, I don't see why that wouldn't make sense. Oh, wait, I was looking at the Panthers. <laughs> Oops. The Bucks, yeah, the Bucks are still have $19 million in space. So it makes sense, to be honest, even after signing uh, Shaquille Barrett. It still makes sense. That's actually not a bad idea. Thanks for the help. Yeah, no problem. If you'd asked me earlier, I would have got it. <laughs> Okay, let's look at the average contract. Running back contracts, average year. Ezekiel Elliott average is 15. Melvin Gordon is not Zeke Elliott. Todd Gurley, 14. Um, well, a lot of people are better than Todd Gurley now, but Le'Veon Bell is 13. David Johnson is 13. Then you drop all the way down from 13 down to, like, the old, either the the, the, rookie, uh, the rookies or young players or guys still on their last contract before the running back really starting getting paid. And you have Devonta Freeman at 8.25. Uh, then you have Saquon, who is making a ton for a 30-year player. Wow. Uh, and then Jarek McKinnon, Leonard Fournette, Lamar Miller. It really starts dropping off there. I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to come in and command 13, 14, 15 million. He might, he might get a little more than I originally said, seeing some of the players on this list. Right. But he's going to go. He's going to end up somewhere between Devonta Freeman at 8 million. And David Johnson at thirteen, he's gonna probably. I think. I honestly think he's gonna end up somewhere around the average of eleven. So they have on the website I use. They have him projected at eight point three per year. Yeah, yeah, four and thirty three, and that puts him at running back ranked fifth. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna get that massive stud contract he thought he was gonna get. Well, I mean, he took out took a part of the year off, which affected his numbers. And when he came back, I mean. He didn't set the world on fire. And Melvin Gordon is good. He's very good, and he can change the game in the right circumstance. He can also disappear. And did and did Austin Eckler's performance plus his free uh, restricted free agent signing kind of depress the market a little bit? Because mm. he Austin Eckler signed for a pretty reasonable dollars. If he signed for that as a, as a just a regular standard free agent, I'd say yes. Okay, but being restricted. And knowing if he was going to be on that team, you don't want to financially cripple them so they can make more moves. Okay. I think that was more smart than it was setting the market low. You don't, uh, get, a, you don't get that a lot out of players nowadays. You don't, unfortunately. No. But that proves how smart of a player Austin Eckler is and how he wants to win. He knew he'd take his $17 million guaranteed in 24 because he knows he's going to get every dime of that contract. Right. Barring injury. He's, if he plays all four years, he's going to get that. They're not They're not going to cut a guy like that still in his prime to save half a million. It's just not going to happen. They're going to cut the overpaid lineman who's who's making, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 million a year in the last year of his contract. Uh, just, you know, I, I don't see Melvin Gordon. I think they're more accurate with their eight. I still think he's going to get more than eight. I think... 9 to 11 maybe, somewhere in there per I mean, year. And then you can still give Jameis a pretty decent deal, bring in Melvin Gordon, and you'll still have money left over. But you but you have to contemplate, do you want to extend Chris Godwin next year because he doesn't get the fifth-year option because he wasn't a first-round pick? You better lock him up, yeah. You have to f- figure out where you're going to earmark some money. You better so, lock up Chris Godwin. You can't let him go. So we had uh, we have, I guess, 
as close to official as you can get. Four players who've been franchised at. Okay, and who are they? So you got Chris Jones of uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Yannick Njaku of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. You have AJ Green of the Cincinnati Bengals. Huge mistake. And Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos. Okay. So clearly, two of those players, the team's going to work on a long-term contract. That's Chris Jones and Justin Simmons. Obviously, we know Yannick Njaku's history. This past few weeks, he wants out. Let's face it, though. Considering the moves they've made this season, last season, and this offseason, they're only signing him so they can trade him. Yeah. That's 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 strictly the reason. He's going to get traded as soon as they possibly can. And I, I don't think he has to sign. I don't think he has to sign the, the, the franchise tag to get traded. It's just under the he's, – he's signed under the franchise tag. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on that. Or maybe – he has to sign it before the trade goes through. But regardless, whoever acquires him will give him the contract he wants. Right. And it it would behoove the Jaguars to kind of find out if there's a if there's a landing spot he's looking for or it's just generally Jacksonville. I don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with you guys. I'll go somewhere else. When you see that mass exodus of talent, would you want to stay there either? No, no, not at all. No. Uh, do you? See, who else do you see? One player. We'll just get one player that you think is going to get tagged. That oh makes, man, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Ryan Tannehill. I said it last episode. Financially, right? I think financially and another. He had a couple decent seasons in Miami. A couple shaky ones got hurt. Came here, played really well. Struggled in the playoffs. That happens. Not every player is going to play great in every game. Uh, well, it, it didn't have to do anything the first two playoff games because Derrick Henry was running all over everyone. So I think you, you signed Derrick Henry, and instead of signing – Ryan Tannehill to some massive, ridiculous $20 million a year contract, you say, hey, we're going to franchise you. And he's probably going to, even as a quarterback then, he's probably going to start to make 18 to 20. But it's one year. Yeah. And he can prove it again. And a lot of guys can come out and have one really good year in a contract year. It takes a really good player with the actual talent and consistency to come out and do it again and again. And I think they're going to be a little wary. We saw the same thing with Kirk Cousins. Looked really good in Washington for two years. And then when Washington couldn't afford to franchise him for a third year, he went to sign with Minnesota. Washington didn't even attempt to sign him. Right. Because they were like, eh, we've seen enough. You know, whatever. We know what he is. They need Tennessee needs to find out more who Tannehill is. They need a whole season. A whole season from training camp to the end of the year, injury-free, and they can then they can say, you know, they get to get in the offseason next year, they can go, okay, this guy's still relatively young. Now we can give him the three- or four-year deal. Now we can give him this on an annual. Because I don't think right now you can give him more than 12, 13, 14. I don't care what anybody else is making. You can't break the bank on this guy when you have so many guys to resign. You just can't do it. He's not, with Derrick Henry playing the way Derrick Henry plays, it's not vital to have a quarterback in there that can throw for 300 yards. You don't need that. You need a game manager. You need a solid player. If Tannehill can be that guy, great. You need another season to see if he can. Make him prove it again. I mean, that's fair. I, I think that makes sense. Um, the, I think the player I'm thinking of is Hunter Henry. That'd be a good one, too. They, I mean, they got... Uh, Eckler back. I just think you need to ensure that he stays on the team. Uh, there's no rumors or anything, to be honest, about whether or not um, they can extend him or not. So you kind of have you kind of look at it and say, we need to tag him so we have an extended period of time to. Work out the deal. And that's honestly. So here's my concern with different positions. 
the franchise tag number this year for quarterbacks is $26 million. Whoa. Yeah. Well, projected. Let me specify that. Well, I mean, that was about the annual they were try- that people were saying they should have paid him anyways. Right. So it might just be one year. Um, but I think... I think if you sign, if you if you tag Hunter Henry, you, you retain him long enough to get that deal hammered out because they're going to draft a quarterback for the future. They're not going to sign somebody. You're not going to see Jameis Winston, Tom Brady. Drew, obviously, Drew Brees is not going there. Teddy's not going there. And I get you want to, I get you want to bring in someone to attract the team, attract. Uh, fans and getting excitement but it's clear as day to me you have to start from the ground up because you just let your franchise quarterback you had for 12 14 years just go yeah i think that's better for them because they're not underneath the thumb of that mediocre overpaid and you're letting your running back go which i think makes sense because you don't want to overpay him you got a nice running back you you have a nice contract it's a new day in 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 la for the chargers let's let's yeah you have a lot of players exiting i'd be very happy if i were them because you had a lot of good players staying and some of your bigger contracts going yeah i agree with that um i just think you need to they have the number six pick it's tricky right now because of all the rumor and conjecture Who's going to be there at the sixth pick? If you don't want to move up, be prepared to go into the second round yeah. and find your quarterback. Right. Because all the rumors, I, I see, you don't know how many mock drafts I've seen and rumors that by the time you get to number five, the third quarterback is going to be off the board. The third quarterback. Yeah, it's very possible, yeah. The way things have been going and unfolding, yeah. And I've seen I've seen a mock draft where at number four at number five, the fourth quarterback's taken. Although the way we're going, we won't find it out till four days later when they send it via smoke signal. Oh, because and then we... the carrier pigeons let us know <laughs> via paper paper message. I think we'll be good by the time the draft rolls around. It'll be yeah. reduced down, and the events won't happen. But I think we'll have a close set. It might be back to the old days when they had the draft in New York and it was just the 32 teams and they yeah. just rattle off names. I kind of like that better, honestly. I think having – I mean, it, I am a fan. I think having the fans there takes away from it, honestly. There was a point a few years ago, it was probably about 10 years ago, where they started to do a little bit too much pop and frill. Too many interviews, too much this, too much yeah, that. It's the like, entire first round being one day itself. Yeah, because I remember, I remember when rounds one through three, I sat on a Saturday and I just that'd yep. be it, and I just run right through it. Sunday was four through seven, and I was that. It wasn't this big four day event where right. it was eighteen hours of coverage a day. I mean, it's getting crazy. And I, I didn't, I could have selected not to watch on Sunday because four through seven, you know, who really cares? Too I usually much. have it on in the background. They kind of take note when the Patriots came up, who they were right. getting. But and that's yeah. when, and that's when I did too. Yeah. But now the first round's on a whole day. Second and third round are on one whole day. So in the middle of the week too, it's like a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday is the first day. They they're trying to get. I think I think what it is, they just try to get the mindset that the week begins on Thursday for the yeah, NFL. That makes sense. Yeah. So. But I'm excited. I'm just hoping that they don't push the date back so that when we're sitting here Monday night, the next time we talk to everybody, we're talking about players in new locations. That that would be pretty cool. As well as, uh, would you want to do another top ten list? We might do another top top ten list. Be if, quarterbacks or running backs? Uh, we'll quarterbacks do, would be fun. We'll do quarterbacks. Um, I'll make sure to have it ready this time, not make you wait an extra episode. I think it all depends on how much action we get. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah. You know what? Actually, a free agency goes nuts and there's a ton of signing. If this is, doesn't get pushed back at all, we may have to put the, the uh, quarterback list off for a couple episodes. But yeah. It's, it's, because if it's anything like the past few seasons, it was 
just a slew. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as they could sign, it was like this player, this player, that player. Yeah, the legal tampering period starts. It yeah. was just it was you're literally watching it, and it's just pouring players after player after player, and you're just like you can't you can't react fast enough because there's just I mean when Stefan Gilmore signed, oh my god, it was just like. Yeah, my phone was blowing up. I'm like, did I sign this guy? I mean, as many text messages as I'm getting, people think I had an inside track or something. Man. Did you? Uh, not at all. No, I was sleeping. I was still working on night shift at that time. I'm just saying you could have taken me some credit. And also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget uh, our just football-only show will be very soon converting over to sports in general. We already have a new logo picked out. We're going to have a website coming as well. So you guys can actually go in and read, uh, you know, top ten lists from Ben and I and, and blogs and, and all this other information, other content from Ben and myself. You can get my thoughts. We can get Ben's thoughts, and, and then you can actually you can read mine and, and wash away what you read from him. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's it's pretty exciting. We're going to have some cool stuff coming your way. Anything else, Ben? No, I think I'm all set. Okay, well, if you have any questions or comments on the things we discussed today, where can they... Get in touch with us. Uh, you can go on Twitter. It's Ben Chris Talk F O One, or you can hit us up on Facebook. That's Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you Ben for dropping his microphone. Please be safe out there, everyone. Be smart. Be vigilant. Everything will be okay. Just use your head. TP for all. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know why people weren't buying enough toilet paper before, but there's a, yeah, it's, that's a disturbing whatever. For Ben, I am Chris. Be right back here Tuesday morning.